Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. The College Board, a New York-based nonprofit that for almost 125 years has developed and administered standardized tests as part of the college admissions process, has been fined $750,000 for what state officials said yesterday was the violation of students' privacy and the unlawful selling of their personal data, information then used to solicit students with promotional materials. John Valenti reports on Newsday.com that in making the announcement, New York State Attorney General Letitia James and New York State Education Department Commissioner Betty A. Rosa said in 2019 alone, the College Board improperly licensed the information of more than 237,000 state students who had signed up for College Board accounts in connection with SAT, PSAT, and advanced placement exam courses. Students have more than enough to be stressed about when they take college entrance exams, and they shouldn't have to worry about their personal information being bought and sold, Attorney General James said in a statement. State law requires organizations like the College Board to protect data collected from students and not sell it to customers for a profit, she added. The Attorney General's office said the College Board solicited students to provide information such as their GPA or grade point average, as well as their anticipated course of study and their interest in particular colleges. Before its meeting yesterday was pushed off to tomorrow because of snowy weather, the Southampton Town Board was poised to vote to create a traffic mitigation and safety task force, making good on a promise by Councilman Michael Iasilli that he would prioritize Southampton Town's chronic and worsening traffic situation as a freshman legislator. Tom Gogler reports on 27East.com that the task force will be staffed by a dozen representatives from government and the private sector to members have yet to be selected or identified. The resolution notes that the task force was created in the face of significant challenges in terms of policy and practicality to alleviate enhanced traffic impacts resulting from a COVID-driven population spike on the East End. The task force is expected to identify heavily trafficked primary and secondary roads, gather information from traffic professionals and the public public about possible solutions or mitigation efforts and prioritize their congestion-beating recommendations from the list of identified roads. A report would then be issued offering findings and recommendations to the Southampton Town Board. Some residents have started to organize against a plan by the Riverhead Charter School to build a new high school in Northville, which can only happen if the Riverhead Town Board grants a necessary special permit. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that a resident with a home near the 71 acres of open farmland along Sound Avenue being purchased by the charter school has started a Facebook page against its development into a possibly 68,000-square-foot high school. The page was also shared by the Facebook page of the Riverhead Central Faculty Association, the union representing school district teachers, which opposes the charter school expansion plans. 
the long-running battle over boundaries for New York's 26 congressional districts will hit a major milestone tomorrow. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that a bipartisan redistricting panel plans to unveil and vote on a new map of districts, which could impact not only individual contests on Long Island and across the state, but also the balance of power in Washington. The Republican co-chairman of the Independent Redistricting Commission said yesterday it is fair to reason that the 10-member group has reached a majority consensus on the new map, but said it was premature to go into details. I would expect that we will have some sort of agreement, said Charles Nesbitt, the GOP point person and a former state assemblyman. I'm not in control of the votes, but certainly there is an expectation we'll leave with a plan in place. I would hope the legislature will approve it, but you never know. Redistricting is a bare-knuckled process controlled by state legislatures which, following the latest U.S. Census, must adjust congressional boundaries to adjust to population changes. Map-making is often done to try to give one party a political advantage. Gerrymandering. The legislature's vote likely will hinge on how much tinkering the commission, which isn't really independent, but a group of five Democratic and five Republican appointees does with the current map. The petitioning period for candidates to qualify for June congressional primaries is set for to begin on February 27th, so they really should have it all settled before then. The owner of Con Sports in East Hampton Village says that his store, a fixture of Park Place for the last 27 years, will close permanently this winter after he was told by the landlord that his lease would not be renewed. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that Con Yo said the popular surf shop, which is currently closed because of construction outside the door, may not be able to reopen at all before his lease expires in April because of the ongoing work. He's looking for a storage location to stash the inventory while he considers where or whether to relocate the business. We have two more months left in the lease, and we had been negotiating, but they have decided not to renew it. So now I'm scrambling to find a new place or even a storage unit, Khan said last week from the shop he opened in 1997. Three other businesses in the building have also been told their leases will not be renewed as the landlord plans renovations for the building and a new focus in the back lot to food-related businesses. The building's owner, Jay Eastman, declined to comment on the Con Sports lease or the status of the building's other current and future tenants. The town of Southampton is poised to sign a right-of-entry agreement with the U.S. Army to allow it to access properties owned near the Gabreski Airport Air National Guard Base in West Hampton, where the Army will test for the presence of polyfluoral alkyl substances, or PFAS. Tom Gogler reports on 27East.com that PFAS are otherwise known as forever chemicals and are present in commercial materials, including firefighting foam, the suspected contamination culprit at and around the sprawling Gabreski facility in West Hampton. Part of the airport grounds was historically used as a firefighting training area. The Army will conduct a remedial investigation for PFAS over the next 40 months. A newly inked agreement clarifies which emergency department should respond to 911 calls at the Enterprise Park at Calverton. 
Epcal. Tara Smith reports on Newsday.com that Riverhead Town officials took a closer look at emergency responses to the site after two recreation facilities, new ones, opened there in November. The town teamed up with the Peconic Hockey Foundation to open Peconic Ice Rinks and Scott's Point, a privately owned indoor adventure park with a 22-acre man-made lake for outdoor water sports. Portions of the 2,900-acre Epcal property are split among three neighboring emergency districts, Riverhead, Wading River, and Manorville. On paper, both recreation centers fall within the Manorville Fire District, which does not have an ambulance and contracts with the Riverhead Ambulance Agency for coverage. But entrances to both centers on Middle Country Road are in Wading River's fire district. With both Riverhead and Wading River responding separately to calls over the past three months, the Riverhead Town Board reviewed the issue to develop official emergency protocols and clear up what Councilman Ken Rothwell said is confusion over who is ultimately responsible for calls. Under a mutual aid agreement reached January 29th among the entities, Riverhead Volunteer Ambulance Corps and Wading River Fire District both will be dispatched to calls. Officials hope the collaboration will bring faster response times and avoid rewriting district lines that were created before development at EPCAL. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.